0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Rigo's Rag podcast. Ian Cummings here with Jacob Kameker. We just got done recording our Chase Young pod. And you know what? We're feeling like doing another one. So we're going to do another one. Uh, We're kind of going through each draft pick uh, of the 2020 NFL draft class for the Washington Redskins. Uh, We just finished analyzing Chase Young, the impact he might provide for the team in 2020 and beyond. Now let's move on to round two. Oh, wait, no second round pick going to round three. Uh, They picked running back slash wide receiver Antonio Gibson out of Memphis. Uh, So that was an interesting pick, a pick that caught a lot of people off guard. Um, But if you dive in, you know, you'll see there's some upside there. Uh, It's it's kind of exciting to think about. Uh, We're going to break it all down here. But first off, Jacob, I know I just asked you like 40 minutes ago, but how are you doing? Has anything changed?
1: Uh, My mood is getting better, which is great. I think uh, these really in-depth breakdowns uh, are fun. And uh, we're getting to
0: talk about Gibby. Gibby's my guy. I like this guy. Oh, my God. I was going to try and keep a straight face for that. But, oh, my God. Gibby? We'll see if it sticks. We'll see if it sticks. Yeah, Uh, I'll call him Gibson for most of this. But I'll I'll toss
1: in the occasional Gibby. This is going to be my thing.
0: You know, it is permissible because, you know, Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gandy-Golden, there's kind of that AG symmetry there, which can be confusing. So if you want to call him Gibby, to clarify, you know we know who you're talking about at least. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, it's, it's definitely good
1: because 90% of the time
0: I don't know who I'm talking about. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, same here, man. Same here. All right. Well, let's get into Gibby. Oh, I can't. I can't. You could. That can be your thing. <laughs> it's yeah, not going to be my mind. thing. Oh my god. Let's get into Antonio Gibson. Now the Redskins drafted him in the third round uh some people thought that was a little too high for him I think you and I both agreed in our analysis in our initial analysis podcast that that was a little too high for him uh, we kind of had him pegged as an early day three guy um overall but some um, there was a way you could spin it where it was passable and um I know Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith have both talked about how excited they are to use him uh you watch his tape what did you come away thinking because I know I just watched a few of his games. Uh, admittedly, I watched his best games to kind of get an idea of his ceiling, and I came away excited, uh, but I want to hear what you have to say after after kind of diving in there and kind of seeing what he can do on the football field. What are you feeling about, uh, about Gibby?
1: Yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, I initially thought this was a, a little bit of a reach. I think some scouts in the league thought this was a reach as well, but different teams value players differently. And when you watch Antonio Gibson play, you you can see what the hype is about. I mean, he was only at Memphis for two years, and he was really a one-year wonder in the offense. Uh, He transferred in from a a community college. Its name is escaping me right now. Um, But in his final season, he really showed off as a dynamic playmaker. Um, He touched the ball 77 times on offense and had 14 touchdowns during his time with the Tigers. So that's an 18.2 touchdown percentage. Uh, And, you know, I look at him and I see him as a running back. His his best skills translate to the running back position very well. He has good balance. He's thickly built at six foot and 228 pounds. Uh, But he's also very fast. He clocked a 43940 at the combine. And his speed and strength shows up on tape. That's why he's able to break some huge long carries uh, during his games uh, with Memphis. Um, As a receiver, he's good on screen plays. He can find space against zone and soft coverage. Um, I I didn't think he was like a particularly great route runner or anything. Um, I think he's a a good uh, deep threat. He has some double moves that uh, will work very well. Um, I think he's going to be good split out wide from the backfield in certain packages. Um, But I see him primarily as a running back. Um, I I just think his versatility is off the charts. If you move him before the snap – Defensive coordinators and defensive players are going to have trouble keeping track of him just because he can do so many different things. Um, And I just think his unique uh, combination of power and athleticism and solid vision are are going to give him a chance to uh, find success as a running back. Um, I know Rivera has at times compared him a little bit to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't want to get too bogged down in that comparison because McCaffrey's one of the better backs in the league. Uh, but when you watch Gibby play, you can kind of see um, how, at least as a receiver, pass catcher, and in terms of elusiveness, how he's a little bit similar to McCaffrey. So, um, those skills give him a really, really high ceiling. And uh, it just, he's just a dynamic playmaker, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but Gibby is starting to feel a little more natural. It's starting. It's, I'm not going to say it's there yet, but it's starting to. Okay. Um... But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Um, I watched his SMU tape before this pod. I just kind of wanted to get a fresher indication of what his strengths are, and you know, I hope they, I hope they indulge in his receiving upside a little more because I do think it's there for sure. Um, I, there was one play. There were actually a couple plays that stood out to me. I can't really pinpoint the times on the clip for them for you. You're gonna have to do that yourself. But some, um, uh, it, it's there's some clips on YouTube about it. Kind of just. Google Ant- Antonio Gibson versus, and that should give you some hits. But um, I was watching his SMU tape, and there was one play um, where he showed off a really great release off the line, just really, really quick and explosive out of his stance and got a quick juke off and threw the de- defensive back off balance and got some leverage there. So he definitely has the quickness and the physical ability to be a receiver and generate separation. That was good. Um, I also saw where he high-pointed a ball, uh, well, first off, he actually he got off the line pretty quick, showed a really quick twitch to kind of move inside and play off the linebacker's leverage, and then high-pointed a the ball down the middle. He's got that vertical explosiveness, too. So uh, the upside is really, it's there. It's there in spades. Um, like you said, not really a refined route runner. He shows flashes, for sure. And I do like the little details, too, Um, in his flashes. He's definitely a smart player. You can tell he doesn't have the muscle memory that comes with, a ton of repetition, you know, cause he hasn't played a ton of reps at receiver, but there was one play that caught my eye too, um, where it looked like he was running a deep out route and uh, he drew the corner in by turning his head to the sideline. Like he was expecting a back shoulder pass, but then he turned his head again, cut up field kind of tight roped on the sideline and the cornerback had to flip his head too. And in the process of changing direction, Gibson was already a top gear. He able, he was able to generate separation Got a touchdown so he, you can definitely tell that he's a smart player who knows how to use the little details to to his advantage and then also you combine that with the athletic floor that he has like you said four three nine speed uh 35 inch vert really explosive fast guy uh, but he's also pretty shifty uh, he's got good contact balance as a runner which is i th- i think is where his greatest upside as a running back comes from but um, he definitely has that multi-faceted upside And, you know, you would have liked to see him produce more uh, with all this upside in college. But um, he definitely showed flashes. It's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of help him refine the finer details of his game enough where he can kind of improve his volume in terms of production. But um, I do like the floor that's there. And, um, you know, you want to get players that have the tools to work with. Uh, I think Gibson has every tool you could want in an offensive weapon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the tools that uh, neither of us has really mentioned so far is the versatility. We've mentioned the receiver running back versatility. He can really play any position in the receiving core. So you can play outside, in the slot, X, Z, whatever you want him to do there. But he can play running back too. And like both of us have mentioned, that's probably where his highest ceiling is just because of the way he's built at the six foot 228, um, and with his excellent balance, strength, and athletic combination. So um, there really are endless possibilities of how the team could use him. He's also an unbelievable kick returner. Um, he averaged 28 yards per kick return last year um, and logged a pretty amazing touchdown. I forget which game it was in, but um, he, he picked up the ball, I think, at like the three-yard line and just managed to uh, squeeze through a tiny hole and uh, just then was off to the races after that. Uh, he, he just knows how to stay on his feet, how to fight through tackles, um, but also has the speed needed to just get around players as well. Yeah. And, uh, that specific play you mentioned from the SMU game, to the long touchdown on the double move where he used his head to fool the cornerback, that's de- demonstrative of his like best skill set as a receiver, the ability to fool people and then use his speed to uh, create those massive plays. And I think... If he can do that consistently, then he's going to be like a big time playmaker for this offense. Dwayne Haskins is going to love getting the ball to him, and I think this year Scott Turner's big uh, big goal should be figuring out ways to get the ball into Gibson's hands and uh, just get him the uh, get him the ball, get him the ball in space, um, whether it's carrying the ball or uh, catching the ball. Um, and that'll be uh, huge for the Redskins because anytime he touches the ball, he has a chance to turn it into a touchdown.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look at the, the traits that he brings to the table, uh, six foot, 228. So he's really thickly built, like we've said before. But then he's got the athletic traits, too, where he can kind of outpace almost all the players that he comes across on the defense. So he's kind of like in that high, that 95th percentile in terms of guys that you're kind of coming across as a defender. You don't see guys with his explosiveness and his contact balance all the time. And so that's a mismatch right there. I really hope they try to indulge as much as they can in his receiving potential because I I like what's there. You got to see it at a higher volume, but I like what's there. He needs to kind of make his routes sharper. and needs to kind of show those details more consistently. But I do like that it's there. And we've heard from Ron Rivera quotes that Gibson is kind of a, in terms of his personality as a player, He's willing to do whatever it takes to make an impact, and we saw that in college when he lined up a running back and receiver and at returner to make that impact. I'm also really excited to see how Scott Turner uses him, like you said, Uh, because I think I was talking with a buddy, uh, FPC Redskins' Nathan Coleman. I was talking with him the other day, and we were kind of talking about the possibilities that the team could have. Uh, You know how Steven Sims kind of lined up in the backfield on occasion last season, how he motioned in sometimes. And we kind of saw that mismatch. We, we saw glimpses of that. Now with Gibson, we think you can even take it up further. And, uh, you know, you always want to throw the defense off. And I think now, you know, you can put Gibson and Sims split out wide, maybe four wide sets, spread out the defense, motion one of them into the backfield, call a running play, and the defense is spread out. You can take advantage of that. You can also have them both at running back, maybe split one out into the slot move one guy and then the defense is kind of scrunched up and there might be some space there. There are ways that you can manipulate those formations with these guys, guys who can line up in different spots and really kind of you know have a schematic advantage over the defense. And I'm excited to see how they use that. They need Gibson to be able to kind of take that leap and take that role, but um, he definitely has the physical ability to maximize it if he can kind of get the details under his belt.
1: Yeah, and I think the other big thing for Gibson, um, coming to the next level, uh, he really was a one-year wonder in college. He he, he had a couple years at East Central Community College, which I now have the name of. Sorry for not having that (laughs) earlier. Um, And he he was somewhat productive in those two years. He he totaled 871 receiving yards, 13 receiving touchdowns, uh, about 250 rushing yards. Um, So not bad for a freshman and sophomore. Uh, but at Memphis, he had one year, practically no productivity. And then the next year really jumped off the page. The big thing for him, though, is he only had 33 carries at the Division One level. And a lot of them came on stretch plays to the outside. So he's going to need to learn to function as more of a between-the-tackles runner. Um, and, you know, he could very easily do that. But uh, it'll take some uh, honing of the instincts not to say, like, turn this into a massive play and just be comfortable going forward and getting the three or four yards that may be there for you if you're getting a first down carry. Um, So I think that will play a big role in his uh, season. We'll be trying not to overwork him as a rusher um, just because they don't know how he'll respond to that and how durable he'll be. Um, I think they'll work to get him a a handful of carries a game and get him some more touches in space as a receiver or on jet sweeps or on stretch runs to the outside. Um, I think – that'll be how they use him, and then they'll work on the the between-the-tackles ability. But all the stuff that he needs to work on can be coached, and it just may take some extra experience. And uh, luckily for the team, the Redskins are in pretty good shape at running back. It's probably the second-strongest position on their roster. Um, uh, You could make a case for some others, but um, I think that given the veteran depth they have there, if they feel that Gibson isn't ready for a huge role, Provided the people stay healthy, they'll have other options to uh, put in the backfield and kind of give Gibson some time to season and we'll only use him sparingly or on special teams as a rookie.
0: Yeah, for sure. Here's an interesting question that kind of just came to my mind. How would you split up his time with the coaches? You know, would you give him like 70% of the time with the receivers coach and 30% of the time with the running backs coach? What area would you want him to spend the most time in? Because, like, that's going to be something that they'll have to kind of confront later on is how they want to best develop him, because you can't put all your eggs in one basket with this kind of player. Uh, Where would you kind of subjugate his time?
1: I would probably work him more at running back, so I might go like a 65-35 split with him at running back. The reason being, I think he's going to play a lot in the backfield as a receiver. I think he's probably the most natural replacement for uh, Chris Thompson, at least long term. I know they have J.D. McKissick around. Um, and if he makes the roster, he could uh, be the third down back this year if Gibson isn't ready. Um, and also they have Bryce Love hanging around. Uh, we don't know how healthy he's going to be yeah. or what he can do. Um, but I, I would mostly work him a running back just because I think his upside at that position is higher than it is a receiver. And I, I kind of think you work on route running as a running back. Um it's not the same as the receiving route tree, but I think it's more important for him to learn how to catch passes out of the backfield right now. Um, and then he'll kind of develop his outside receiving ability um, in addition to that. So I would work him more at running back just because I think he needs more experience there right now.
0: That's interesting. I would, yeah, I would go the opposite route, but good points, good points. I just think, you know, in terms, you know, in general, the running back role. Is easier to teach, it's a more replaceable position, you know, like it's more instinctual, I feel like. Like other positions, there's a level of depth and stuff, and there is a, every position, running back included, but you know, there's only so much you can teach a guy, you know, going through the tackles, just kind of trusting your lanes, kind of following the blocks and stuff. And I you know, I think he should spend time at both. I would probably go like 70-30 or 65-35 receiver to running back, just because you know, you look at the flashes he shows at receiver and you're going to have to move him around to maximize his upside, kind of like a chess piece on the offense. We we talked about Isaiah Simmons a lot heading into the draft. Razor, this is for you. Uh, but some Simmons, tremendous upside on defense, but to maximize it, you got to be able to place him in the right position each play so that he can kind of, you know, based on situational factors, how can he make the biggest impact? It's not necessarily an indictment on him, but just like, as a coaching staff, you're going to have to figure out how to maximize it. It's kind of the same way with Gibson. What plays will he be best coming out of the backfield and maybe motioning in? What plays will he be best just playing a traditional running back? And, you know, it factors in like that for opponents too. So it's, uh, you know, it, it there's a lot of factors to play in. Um, but uh, I think we can both agree that at both positions, there are situations where he can kind of provide value there. So I'm, I'm excited to see him man. I'm, Watching his SMU tape was something because he kind of showed a little bit of everything there. And I know there were games in college where he really didn't do much and kind of disappeared. And he's going to have to atone for that and kind of answer for that and kind of develop and grow and show the coaches that he can take on an extra volume. So we will see if he does. Um, If you had to get a stat prediction together for Gibson, that's an interesting one. But if you had to, what would you what would you be going for right now?
1: See, this is super tough, uh, because I don't know how many carries he's going to get out of the backfield. I'm anticipating he won't carry the ball much. I'm going to say he's probably going to get like 50 carries, and we'll be nice and say he averages like four and a half yards per carry, so that would be about 225 rushing yards. I think he'll do a little bit more as a receiver, but... Um, I think he'll have a chance to catch, like, maybe 37 passes, turn it into, like, 447 yards. Um, He'll have probably one long touchdown. I'll give him three total on the season. I just don't know how many snaps he's going to play. That would be the reason that uh, these number projections are a bit low. And uh, he'll probably get a chance to return kicks. Um, He won't have the 28 yards per kick return he had last year. Uh, but we'll, we'll go above the league average and uh, give him about uh, about 23.7. I feel like that's above the league average. If it's not,
0: I'm sorry. What's the number seven? Uh, I don't seven? have my kick return stats
1: memorized at this point in the <laughs> off season yet. Still got to
0: work on that. <laughs> Come on, man. You should have been there by now. I mean, you've had how, how much time in quarantine to just research stuff? <laughs> I know, really. I've had like two full months to memorize that. And here <laughs> I am admitting that I don't have it memorized. <laughs> all of your numbers there ended in 7 like 37 catches 447 yards 23.7 average kick return i mean
1: i guess i guess i like the
0: lucky number 7 right yeah. now 37s i think is a good thing in a casino right yeah he's got the lotto right there that's good yeah. that's good i mean hey in a sense i mean it is kind of a lottery ticket picking gibson cuz you know uh, if you don't if you don't know how to use him the right way you know the floor is kind of low uh, but if you can maximize his skill set and you know that contact balance, the speed, elusiveness, uh, his receiving ability out of the back, both out of the backfield and, and in different alignments, you know the sky's the limit. You can win the lottery. You really can. So, and especially for this Redskins offense, what they need, uh, we talked about it in the Chase Young podcast, but this team's biggest need, transcending positions, was just straight up talent. You know, and now you look at Gibson. He has all the talent you could ask for from a from a skill position. Blah from a skill position player but he's not very refined and he doesn't have a defined role so you got to give him that you got to find the right position for him based on situation but once you do he has the talent where he can really make an impact wherever he goes so i'm definitely excited for that i i can't put together a stat prediction right now if you ask me to i would probably cuz here's the thing I mean, there's a lot of guys jockeying for spots at both running back and receiver. I mean, running back, you got Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, who's gotten a lot of reps uh, for the Buccaneers the past couple of seasons, and then Bryce Love, like you mentioned, and a couple other guys that are slipping my mind. But a lot of guys are going to be battling for snaps there. I don't really see too much room for Gibson to have pure running back snaps, but he could rotate in occasionally so i would say maybe 30 20 to 30 carries or something but potentially more and then receiver you know you got i feel like receiver is a area that he could break into easier if he can show development early on as a receiver he has to refine his route running and stuff like that otherwise he'll kind of get lost in the mix and might be primarily a kick returner early on but um uh, you know, Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims, and then after that, it kind of opens up a little bit. Calvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, but none of them really locked anything down yet. So it's going to be interesting to see where he kind of makes his presence felt. Um, but but um, I think we can both agree just having the tools that he has in general is a plus. And it's something that it seems like Scott Turner has a plan for it. It seems like they kind of know how they're going to approach this, but uh, putting it into action is an entirely different thing.
1: Absolutely. And now I have a question for you about Gibby. So we've got we've got Gibby. We've got a crowded running back room. The guys you mentioned are, are all there. There's the, basically six guys that could feasibly make the roster at running back. And I don't think anyone would have problems there. Do you think that because of Gibby's ability or potential as a receiver, the Redskins might opt to keep uh, one less receiver than they might usually? So maybe go with five receivers Uh, four running backs and have Gibby kind of be a swing guy he's both running back and receiver so he can be the fifth running back or the sixth receiver depending on how you slice it
0: yeah I think they could I think they could it all depends on their opinion of him. like I mean you you see Gibby as a running back primarily I I see him as a receiver you know kind of 60 40 so I think it depends on how they view him and, and kind of depends on the progress that he makes in training camp but I could definitely see him being that swing guy. And, uh, you know, because he really has the talent to do it. And if you're a modern offense looking at how you can throw defenses off balance, that's one way. You know, have a guy who can play both positions with his physical abilities and then just have him do that and change it up and mix it up. And I feel like he's a guy who can do that. Um, So I think that's definitely a possibility. Plus, at receiver, there's just not a lot of guys who have, you know, locked down spots. Like I said, McLaurin, Sims, I'm I didn't mention Gandhi Golden. He's probably a safe bet to make the roster. But then after him, Harmon, Quinn, those are guys who are gonna need to prove it. Um I think if they don't, you know, I think Gibson is a guy, he's got the physical traits where you can have him as a swing guy for sure.
1: Yeah, I think if I had if I had to pick my ten guys at those positions right now I would go Peterson, Geis, Gibby, Bryce Love, J.D. McKissick would be my five running backs. Um, and then receiver, I'd go Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, Steven Sims, and Antonio Golden, Gandy Golden. I will screw that up every time I say it, I swear to God. Um, but, yeah, and then I think Gibby would probably have more opportunity to play receiver as a rookie. Maybe the following year play some more running back. Um I I think they're in a good position with him because they can kind of use him how they see fit and they will find a way to scheme him touches.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now that you do that, I have to do that. (laughs) Now that you did that prediction, I have to put mine together. I would probably have Adrian Peterson, although I don't think he's completely safe because he's old and he's running back. That's always going to be something, but he's a veteran. Uh, Probably Peterson, Geis, um, Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick. And then uh, wide receivers: McLaurin, uh, shoot, Steven Sims, Gandy Golden, um, Kelvin Harmon. I'll say Harmon makes it. Uh, and who would the fifth be? God, Trey Quinn season is dead. Can't do that. Maybe Emmanuel Hall. He's a sleeper, unheralded, unheralded player. Maybe I don't know, but those nine and then and then Gibson, that'll be a solid group. I think there's a lot of flexibility which I think is what the Redskins intended by signing all these guys is kind of getting that flexibility where they can kind of make that choice. And they don't have to be kind of scrounging the waiver wire. Like we don't have enough here. They have enough to develop. It's just a matter of getting the right people out of that group. So, and I think Gibson kind of brings a really nice versatile profile to the table. Like we said, um, you know, it's definitely a lot of work has to be done, uh, from now into the future. But, um, He's got the tools he shows the upside on tape you know he apparently from everything we hear we we, we don't have an in-person perspective but he has the mentality uh, to make the most of it so um, we'll see what happens but I, I'm excited for him you know I at this point I don't think it was as much of a reach as I thought initially when the pick was made uh, the upside is enough for me to kind of warn it and say all right it's there you got him now let's see what you do with him you know
1: yeah, and it also doesn't hurt that like all the rest of their picks as well, they didn't have anything that was really a reach. It got some good values and filled their important needs, like left to tackle. They got Sadiq Charles, who should challenge for time there. So I think the initial shock for me was like, oh, this guy might be a running back, or he's just an offensive weapon. We don't know how they're going to use him, but I, I would, I tend to agree with that. I don't think he's had as much of a reach as I initially thought, um, and. While well, he's probably the biggest boomer or bust player that they have in this class, uh, just because you know it could he could turn out to be like Cordero Patterson, like very explosive ability, but mostly a kick returner. Yeah, he could also turn out to be like just this insane, multifaceted weapon. So um, he's going to be fun to watch no matter what. Um, seeing how they use him is going to be one of the big storylines of the season, and yeah, it's it's players like this that get me excited to see. Guts back on the football field
0: so we can see what this potential is all about. Yeah, exactly. Like you're just building the suspense at this point. Like the, all the anticipation I cannot take it, you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, but some um, talking about it, we can watch the tape and tantalize ourselves, but some um, it, it doesn't mean anything until they put it on the field. So, we'll see what happens. I remember when I was watching the draft I, and I was covering that pick and uh, and Roger Giz- and, and it wasn't Goodell. It was whoever was announcing the pick said running back first. And I was like, my heart kind of skipped a beat. I was like, what are you serious? But, you know, looking into it further, Antonio Gibson is much more than a running back. And he has the potential to be a really transcendent weapon on offense. So we'll see if he reaches that potential, but um, a lot, a lot to look forward to for sure. Um, I, I, We're not, we can't say he's a sure thing like chase young, uh, but uh, there is definite potential there that the team can work with if they have a plan in place. So, We will see. Um, For now, we are out of time, so thank you guys for listening. We got Chase Young and Antonio Gibson, a.k.a. Gibby, down. Next up, uh, stay tuned for Sadiq Charles, left tackle out of LSU. We'll be going through him and then uh, the picks afterwards. um, Gandy Golden, Ismail, uh, Kalik Hudson, Cameron Curl, and James Smith-Williams. That's all on the deck. For now, though, peace out. Have a good night.